Well, good morning, Monday to everyone. Thank you for tuning into the LCR Media Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, LCR, Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's episode, we are going to go way back in the archives. I mean, I guess it's not too far back, but um, it's not the archives of the podcast, it's the archives of my content uh, on YouTube specifically. It seems like a long time. Seems like we're going way back because we kind of had a blip year last year in 2020 with COVID and just kind of missed out on a whole bunch of things. And we're focusing on the GIE, road to the GIE in 2021 here on the LCR Media Podcast. And uh, I want to kind of kick things off this week with a conversation that I had with President of OPEI, Chris Kaiser. The OPEI is basically in charge of putting putting the uh, the show on the GIE Plus Expo. They pay sellers exposition to put the show together and make it happen every year. But the OPEI is basically the, the main ones that are in charge of coordinating and you know making sure that it happens and writing the checks and all that kind of stuff. And um, it's a, it's an organization that that does even much more than that. So. Chris and I dive into this whole conversation. You know, he, he explains who he is, what his position is, you know, his backstory, how he even got involved with the OPEI, what the OPEI even stands for, what, um, you know, what it means, what what they do, what all that, uh, and connecting all that with the GAE Plus Expo and and what we were what we were going to be expecting in 2019 because this was a conversation in 2019 leading up to the GAE plus expo was basically like early summer. Actually, no, I think it was, I remember correctly, it was early spring, like late winter, early spring. So it was, it was before the summer, before the season had even really started, the mowing season had even really started, I believe, because if I remember correctly, that was, uh, yeah, it was like late winter. I, I would try to arrange a time to go up and visit. And this is kind of the, the, intro slash premise to this episode before we listen in on my conversation, my interview with uh, Chris Kaiser. Uh, basically, this is kind of a, a lesson some, to myself, something that I learned on the way home from this trip. I thought to myself, man, I literally created this opportunity for myself. I mean, granted, there were some things that happened leading up to this, but I was the one that took the extra initiative to make this happen. And then more things, more doors opened up after this. So basically what happened was, you know, I've been going to the GA Plus Expo like many other folks for, you know, several years prior to 2019. I believe 2015 was my first year. Uh, so a good four years prior or three years prior leading up to that fourth year in 2019, which, by the way, was the biggest uh, had the biggest year. There was the most attendance at the GAE Plus Expo had in 2019. I had a great time. Um, you know, there was the the GAE Rally that I had been putting together and hosting uh, for the community for the past few years prior to that. It has been had been growing off site of our norm of our original location at the little Pleasure Ridge Pizza Restaurant right outside of the expo. We outgrew that and had to get some sponsors, some brands involved for sponsorships to pay for a separate venue and catering and event shirts, just making it a really good, fun time community event, uh, still organic for the people by the people, all about community and networking and all that. Just, just with some key brands involved to help support that so that it could be free um, and, and, and just have, have a good time, really. So that was still going on. 2019, we had 600 people show up uh, to, to that event on Thursday night, which we're having it again this year, 6 p.m. to 9, just like every every year Thursday night. But it's at a new location at Copper and King's Distillery. It's a really nice venue, outdoor 
with a little bit indoor, great place. All the details for that event are on the Road to the GIE Facebook group, uh, pinned up at the top with the announcements. There's a link there for, for registration. Please go ahead and click on that link and register this time because uh, it helps me get a more accurate how head count to know how much food I can have. I, I should have, uh, um, f- you know, in the, the final days, you know, get the, f- the final uh, food count as well as knowing uh, what size shirts and everything I should be ordering for you guys. So uh, get a better, you know, you have a better chance of, of getting food and, and, and getting your shirts if you come early and you've registered. So that's it just gives me a better idea of, for all of those things, just to make it the best experience that I can for you guys. So go ahead and do that, as well as obviously all the details are there, all the information is there, who's sponsoring it, what the giveaways are, um, uh the location and, you know, venue details, all that. It, it, it's, it's all right there. So just go ahead and check that out. But 2019 was also the first year of our Influencer Live panel. So I had a whole bunch of guys from YouTube on the community up on stage. And it was at the GIE Plus Expo. It was at the Exposition Center in one of the conference rooms upstairs that the GIE was was uh, gracious enough to give us. And they kind of, you know, they have to pay for all that, right? They have to pay the Exposition Center to rent the room, all the chairs that they had to get, the sound guy, the mics, equipment, all that. And they, they, they had some food, some breakfast food. So all that had to be paid paid for for the GIE. So basically the GIE sponsored that event um, and we kind of put it together kind of last minute. A lot of different things had to be coordinated to make sure that that it happened. Um, and, you know, we had 200 seats and over and it was standing room only. So it, it was a great time. It came together at the last minute. Lots of great uh, marketing from all the guys that were up on stage, just kind of promoting it on their on their social media to kind of get people to to go. It was 8 a.m. on Friday morning, got people back to the expo. Yes, it's a little bit earlier. It's before the expo opened, so this way we can all get together, hang out. There's a live Q&A, the, the live audience. I was the host. Paul was the mediator uh, in, in, in the, in the uh, out there and in the audience. Uh, for people to want to ask questions to everyone, all the panelists that were on stage. And we just had a good time, a hu- you know, big Q&A, just having a really good time. And then when we were done, you know, everyone just kind of uh, all, all the panelists hung back and different people, you know, went, it was just another opportunity to kind of meet and greet some of the some of the folks that you may be watching on YouTube or social media following along and maybe haven't had a chance yet. And a busy show, it's always packed so much going on it's hard to really get everywhere and get to everyone and talk to everyone that you want so it's just this is just that was just another opportunity to do that uh which which is what happened and then kind of everyone just went on into the onto the showroom floor and and kind of uh checked out the show one more time and maybe some things that they didn't couldn't get to on thursday and so on and get outside and demo some stuff maybe they didn't or maybe they want to do it again and just kind of close the show show off. So that kind of helped increase some attendance, hopefully on Friday. That was typically a slower day. Uh, people kind of come in later on Fridays and leave earlier and all that. So I wanted to kind of help boost attendance for the JE, but also give another uh, another networking event, right? For everyone to come together for the community. And I mean, this all stemmed from this visit that I went to the GIE uh, I mean, sorry, they went to the OPEI headquarters um, up in Alexandria, Virginia, which is only a couple hours north for me. So this is, so that all stemmed from that. So when I was there, uh, Chris Kaiser asked, you know, he was talking about all the stuff that we do and the community and social media and, and you know, the rally. And he's like, you know, how, how can we get involved without messing anything up? And, you know, it got me thinking and, you know, eventually 
I, either later that day or the next day or whatever, I came up with a live panel idea and I proposed it to them. And, you know, like I said, it took some time to kind of go through the details and get everything worked out, get everything approved through the exposition center and the GIE and the board and everything. It's a whole lot going on there. It's a huge show, bunch of organizations like the OPEI that are involved. So it all had to go through the board, you know, the board of directors and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's a big deal, M more than you guys probably would ever think. Um, and I was just handling all that behind the scenes while still mowing lawns and running, running my lawn care business, spending time with my family, all that stuff. So a lot of times people don't really understand. And this is kind of an outlet here of the podcast for me to kind of break some things down and really, you know, show some history uh, on a lot of different things that are popular in our community, different things that have happened that maybe the full stories aren't out there, whether it's me telling the story or someone else that I get on the podcast to tell the story, you know, coming on down in the future, you'll hear from Sean Spencer, who really gives the whole backstory of how the GIE even got introduced to our community and the origin stories of, of the rally before it was the rally. And it was just a, you know, a couple of dozen guys just getting together at pleasure rich pizza and that whole backstory that he was involved in right from day one. So he shares all that. So for me, it's all about getting that kind of content, sharing all of these stories and then history, getting them on the podcast here so that we can, you know, keep growing and learning and appreciating, right? Because you can't, it, you can't appreciate, what you have today without knowing where it came from yesterday. Uh, so for me, that's just really important, you know, history, you know, there's also another thing of, you know, history. Um, if we don't learn history, you know, like bad history, it could repeat itself and, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's, there's so many different ways of looking at it, how history can really be, um, you know, is a helpful thing to learn. Obviously uh, that's, that's something that, that you, that, that is important. Uh, so anyway, 2019 was a huge success for the show, uh, for the different events going on. You know, we had big plans for 2020 and, you know, that all had to obviously get moved to 2021. So again, a new location for the rally, uh, all the information is on the road to the GIE. Uh, we're doing the live panel again, but we're kind of, since podcasting became a big thing through 2020, basically, uh, I wanted to kind of switch it up and make it a, a live podcast panel. So there's going to be the, the live studio audience. Basically, it's the exact same thing, but we're going to be recording podcasts. It's going to be myself, Paul Jamison, and Caleb Allman, all three different podcasts. Uh, the Kid Contractor podcast, Green Industry podcast, LCR Media podcast. We're all going to be recording uh, three separate podcasts with uh, separate guest panelists. So, and with a live studio audience. So everyone in the audience can hear everything, you know, that we're saying, you know, hear, hear the recording and, and uh, can ask the panelists questions right there. And that will all be recorded um, on our episodes. And then this way, if you're not able to come to the GIE or come to that live panel event on Friday morning, you can then just wait for us to release those episodes on our perspective uh, podcast, on our respective podcasts, and, you, and you'll be able to hear the whole thing. So it's just kind of a fun new spin on it that I came up with, you know, the Mr. Producer podcast, you know, the three of us. I mean, there's obviously Brian Fullerton, Fullerton Unfiltered, a couple other podcasts that keep popping up now, Fence Industry podcast that uh, are hopping on board with Mr. Producer and with that high quality professional. Uh, produced sounding uh, podcast. So, but you know, for now, uh, you know, when when I went to the planning with this, it was just kind of like the th the four of us, and Brian was having a baby, so he, he had his hands full with that. So, just the three of us, me, Paul, and Caleb, for this run. Uh, but you know, who who who's who knows what's going on for 2022? I'm sure there'll be lots of more exciting opportunities for. Uh, new hosts and a new podcast and things to pop up and, and new panelists, obviously, just like last year or 2019. 
it's different guests uh, this this time that are up on stage. Uh, we've got uh, the Long Care Nut, Alan Hayne. We've got Corey Ballard. Uh, we've got Jason Creel. And we've got the Spencer, Sean and Savannah. So those are our panelists for this year. Uh, so we're excited for that. But back to some of the origin stories here, um, you know, promoting how just got them promoting everything for you know this year and comparing it to 2019 and and, and everything else but it just kind of set up that when i was at the opei offices we were talking about you know everything going on leading up to 2019 je and everyone was pumped i was pumped chris was pumped and, and for for good reason it, it was it was a big show and it turned out great we had they had record attendance and everything was great like i said but le- leading up to that visit was you know, um, I had been growing the rally, the meetup that turned into the JE rally and offsite locations. And we kept growing and just having bigger spaces for more people in the community to come as the community grew. And the GIE basically caught wind of that. Uh, and they kind of, you know, talked to some of the brands like Echo that were a part of it and kind of figured some stuff out. And, you know, they kind of came, stopped by at the mega caverns where it has, has been for many years um, in Lynn Louisville. And they were just kind of awestruck that we had at that time, like 300 people um, the first time that they came, you know, at the mega caverns, just from social media, just getting together, hanging out offsite, had nothing really to do with the GIE. Like it wasn't promoted by the GIE. It was just all organic, just all of us communicating on our channels and get people together. And they just thought it was really amazing. They got connected with me. I was there, they were there. Uh, and, and, and that's kind of how the relationship started with myself and OPEI, which ultimately is in charge, like I said, of the GIE. So that kind of trickled down and I started to get, you know, got connected with the, the folks at the GIE, like exposition, uh, sellers exposition that, uh, puts together the show and, and, uh, facilitates all that and works with the OPEI. So that's kind of how the relationship started from there. And I, I realized, I guess in conversation kind of, um, stumbled upon, you know, Hey, where are you from? And this and that. And you know, like, you know, they asked me, you know, I told them I was in, you know, the Richmond, Virginia area. And they're like, Oh man, we're in Alexandria. Our home office is in Alexandria, Virginia, which is not too far away. So upon discovering that I thought to myself, maybe, maybe I could stop by sometime, you know, yes, it's a two hour drive, but I mean, it's a two hour drive to uh Wright manufacturing, you know, to visit Ed Wright, which I've done a couple of times. Cause he's become a good friend of mine. Uh, he taught, had gave me a tour of the facility, you know, the first time I was there and I've you know, interviewed him for get to know the pro series on, on my YouTube channel at long care rookie. You can check out the playlist, get to know the pro and check that out. Uh, as well as I've had him on the podcast a couple of times. Uh, so it's just, um, you know, th- th- there's a lot of opportunity there. Also, Nick Carlson with Mulchmate is two hours up in, in, in Maryland. Um, uh, so both Ed and, uh, and Nick are up in Maryland, just two separate places, uh, sections of Maryland. And then there's the ramp rack that I just got last year in 2020. Um, and I've been using that for my business. If you're curious what that is, go ahead and check out the, the show links, um, on the description of this episode and you can go right to the ramp rack website and you can check all that out and you can save a little bit. If you want to go ahead and, and purchase the ramp rack, you just have to put in code, uh, LCR. Uh, but again, all that information is, uh, is when you click on the link, the show links, you can see all the information there for that, but they, they are also in Maryland, a totally different side of Maryland. So, you know, they're all kind of spread out apart in Maryland, but still only about two hours for me to just go up different, you know, different directions, but still kind of straight shots up uh, to all of those different places. And Alexandria, Virginia is yet another place that's north of me, only a couple hours. And that's where the OPEI headquarters is. So 
we finally were able to coordinate because we first met like prior to 2019, I think it was 2017, maybe 20, 2017, 2018. We, 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 we connected and started talking, started working with each other too. I created a couple of videos, some content to help promote uh, the GIE plus expo um, at that time frame. So I was kind of doing a little bit of influencer marketing there and building relationships there. And then I ultimately finally scheduled a time. I think it was late winter, like probably February or early March uh, to go up to the OPEI headquarters. And that's where I met with uh, Chris Kaiser, sat down with him, had all my cameras set up uh, and, and interviewed him. So what you're going to listen to is uh, on this episode is the audio extracted from that, which basically breaks down, like I said, all of the, all of the basics, all of the details of what's the OPEI, what it does, who's Chris, what his position is, what he does, and what what was to expect for 2019 and did happen. But uh, and most of that stuff is carrying over and getting bigger and better on to 2021, which you'll hear on tomorrow's episode, uh, What you know how he talks about what, what to expect for 2021. And a lot of those things from 2019 carried over, got bigger and better. You know, they just are constantly learning and listening and just trying to make this show as good as it can be for us, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's the best show arguably in the industry. I mean, it's the biggest show for sure. So we're just, we're just having a great time coming together, networking and all that. So basically what happened was, so like I said, I, I, I took advantage of the opportunity to make a trip up to the OPI offices. So I got this content. Nobody else was getting this kind of content. Um, I didn't, uh, put it really out. I put it out in some spots, you know, not uh, on social media, like Facebook, things like that, but I didn't make a YouTube video and put it up, but just, just wasn't the right timing when I did it, but I still have this content. So now that I have a podcast, it's perfect for me to put that content on here. Um, but while I was there, one of the biggest opportunities of my life happened uh, because after a long, after long conversations with Chris on and off camera, uh, and then we had lunch together, you know, him, him and his team, he introduced me to, to, to the staff and everybody there and they were great. And we had lunch and while we were talking, you know, uh, Chris said, man, you, you really like to talk, you know? <laughs> and I mean, you know, you could, we, we could take that all kinds of ways. Right. But he, he said it sounded, it sound, it sounded like he meant it in the nicest way possible. And I was like, yeah, I've, I've been told that. I mean, especially when I'm, when I'm passionate about things, I mean, I'm, I'm just used to talking, you know, social media, it's a whole, whole thing. I mean, I, honestly, I'm an introvert, so I'm really a quiet kind of reserved person. But when I'm in these kind of environments, I get all fired up, you know, or like-minded people and talking about stuff that I really enjoy talking about and I just get really passionate. So when I get in those kind of those moods, those mindsets, and yeah, you, you can't stop me from talking like right now, I've just been going on for 19 minutes about, you know, the same kind of thing. And, uh, you know, just kind of peeling back these layers of this onion, you know, little by little. Uh, but so, so yeah, I told him, yeah, when I'm passionate about stuff, I, I do. And, and, uh, so he just asked me kind of casually. So if you were in a room in front of, you know, like, a whole bunch of executives, CEOs, vice presidents or whatever of the industry, what, what, what would you say? What would you tell them? And I kind of paused for like five, 10 seconds and came up with some quick, like social media community type response. I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something along the lines of, I would just tell them the importance of social media and influencer marketing and how building a community is just going to grow their company and grow the industry ultimately. And, you know, it's a big opportunity, something along those lines. And, um, Chris was like, how would you like to come to the OPEI annual conference and speak in front of all the executives um, in the industry? <laughs> and I kind of paused for like 
uh, two seconds maybe and immediately was like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. You know, and just didn't question it. Nothing didn't say, are you serious? I just, just took advantage of the opportunity. Boom. That door just opened wide open in front of me and I didn't want it. And it was like open for like seconds. So I was like, yep. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. That sounds great. And then I was like, Oh no, like in my head, like what did I just get myself into? Wait a minute. I have so many questions, you know? And then, uh, but they, they, you know, they they just kept talking like, yeah, I think, I think that would be great. You know, and the rest of the staff's like, yeah, that'd be, that would be awesome. I think that would really, work out well. Yeah. And, you know, they were just kind of, we were just kind of going back and forth a little bit and I was just like, wow, yeah, that's really cool. And then we just kind of moved on to other parts of conversations. And eventually I went home and I was thinking to myself, man, I wonder if they were serious. And then like the next day, or maybe it was later that evening, I think I was walking my dog and I got a text or an email from uh, Chuck Bowen, who's um, Chris's right-hand man, and we're also good friends now. And he was like, hey, you know, just to let you know, or just just to recap from today, go ahead and if you can mark your your calendar for whatever those dates were, it's like a couple of days for this conference um, so that, you know, we, we, we would really love to have you up there to, to speak and we'll, we'll start, um, you know, just, just confirm, you know, that, that those dates are good and everything. And we'll kind of start get, getting things rolling. And, and I was just like, wow, okay. I, 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 I guess this is real. I guess this is happening. Like it wasn't just some, you know, lunchtime, like idea kind of on a whim type deal. Like it is it, the real deal. So I was, I was shocked, but excited at the same time. So I'm like, well, here we go. So, uh, you know, and then, and then things happen quickly. You know, they started sending me more emails about all the different details and sending me a slide, slide deck, uh, for me to start filling out so that I could have my slideshow presentation so that they could, you know, I could send it to the folks that take, you know, take care of all that, the sound engineers and the, the whole, the person that's kind of the company that's in charge of all of the stuff, the sound, the, the, uh, the slideshows, all that. Um, for the actual conference, you know, send it to them so they could get it all squared away and have any questions, fix anything, all that kind of stuff, do any edits. So that's ready by the time of the show. So this is the, the, an annual conference every year, they have different location. Um, and it's basically every major company. I mean, from Toro, you know, Skag, um, Wright Mowers, uh, Echo. I mean, all the big brands that you think of and, and love, know, and use, and then just brands I'd never even heard of before that like make parts and components and things for equipment that we use, you know, for, for, for mowers, for this, for that. And they're all part of this OPEI, you know, association. And again, when, when you listen to Chris talk about it uh, in, in, in a little bit later in this episode, you know, he'll describe what it is and, and it'll make more sense. And so basically they represent all these companies, they represent the industry and all these companies have to make up, um, you know, this, this organization that they, they obviously make up the industry. So there's gotta be a certain amount or whatever the criteria is, but uh, that's, that's basically who was there. It was, it was 150 um, CEOs, vice presidents, sometimes both in some situation, you know, marketing folks, just kind of, you know, some companies brought one, you know, like one person just brought the CEO or like one company would just bring the CEO. Another company bought, you know, brought a handful of folks, some marketing folks and, and the CEO or whatever vice president. So it was a, a variety of top level executives that were there and they were all just sitting there staring at me, <laughs> waiting for me to go up on stage and speak. And, you know, my, my speech was called the power of social media. And, and it, it, it was very natural for me because I it was basically just my life story kind of like from where, when I 
quit retail and started my lawn care business. And then shortly after started my YouTube channel and kind of got immersed in this community and social media, the whole online community. Um, and then ultimately the industry. And then that alert led into the GAE plus expo and so on and so forth. So I kind of went through that whole um, timeline there and focusing on certain things and some of the projects I've done and all about community, creating community, um, growing community, utilizing social media and so on, and just kind of doing all that. And which, like I've said in episodes like a, a while back now, talking about the road to the GIE and everything, I said that I was going to, uh, I'll be having that speech, my, my speech on one of these episodes that'll be coming soon as well. It's only like, it, it was only, uh, what was it like? It wasn't that long. I think it was like maybe 40 minutes or something like that. 40 minute speech. And it was just me. I may maybe even been less. I remember I got done early. They gave me like 45 minutes and I was like, man, how am I going to fill up 45 minutes? Like I've never done this before, you know, like at this kind of level and whatnot. So uh, I talked even faster, you know, because I was super like excited and, and pumped up and a little, little anxious and so on. So uh, but so it, is, it, it was like around 40 minutes, I think, or, or less. So, you know, it's. Uh, an easy listen basically. But so, you you know, I'll, I'll put that up so that you guys can listen to that too. And, and everything that I talked about in the community and my story and everything. And it is, is, is definitely a good listen. Definitely some interesting things there that maybe some of you folks don't know or never heard of or, or whatever. But so there, so, so we, so that, that turned into that. And then from there, once I got off of stage, everybody knew like obviously everybody knew who I was. I, I say that because I think in an earlier episode I was saying, uh, telling more details about that experience where no one knew who I was, you know, the first night that I was there or whatever, even though I had this big speaker badge on or whatever. And I just kind of bonded with Ed Wright because he was the only one that I knew and he just kind of hung out with me, you know, off and on and stuff. And, um, which, you know, that was awesome of him to do that. Uh, but then after, after my speech, you know, the whole rest of the day and the next day, cause it's like a two day event, um, every, everybody knew who I was and they were all just, you know, talking to me about this and the other thing. Like literally when I first came off stage, I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, great job. And you know, everyone's like requesting to be my friend on Facebook and <laughs> joining all these things on social media that I was, uh, referring to on my speech and everything. And it was really humbling and overwhelming. And, and, uh, I was really appreciative of the opportunity, but a lot of brands were talking to me about how they can get involved with social media and what, how, what kind of ambassador programs, um, can they put together and all this stuff. So I, I had many conversations over the next uh, 24, 48 hours with these big brands, some of which a lot of you folks listening may have uh, heard of and may be doing, you know, working with and so on. And some of your favorite, you know, folks out there um, influence, doing influencer marketing, uh, also, you know, working with these companies. But there were a few companies like Echo that already started working with with, with, uh, with us folks. So, you know, they were kind of on board with that early on, like the, the some of the first, like the pioneers of all this. But uh, since then, even more jumped on board and um, you know, I had a lot of conversations with these companies, so it was just a, just a really good opportunity. I met, I met the CEO of, of Toro, you know, Rick, Rick Olson, he came up to me during a lunch break and said, wow, great speech. I really appreciate it. You know, any, anything that, that, you know, that, that we can do to help you guys out in social media, here's my card, you know, like, I'm like, what in the world? The CEO of Toro's handing me his business card. This is crazy. And he's like, here, just, here's my card. If you ever need anything, just, you know, feel free to reach out. You know, I'd love to keep, you know, helping be a part of the community 
and love what you guys are doing and everything. And I was just like, man, this is, this is epic, you know? So, um, it, it was just really exciting time. It re- really made me, uh, I, I kind of, I felt like, you know, it was, it was a really good comfort zone for me. And, uh, you know, I kind of thought about maybe doing some more speaking down the road. Obviously COVID happened after that, you know, not after that, but you know, the, uh, uh, early 2020 and all that kind of stuff. So that, that, that kind of nixed all those plans, but you know, maybe in the, in the future we'll, we'll, we'll have some more of that going on. But, um, my point is there was a lot of, a lot of doors that just kept opening and it was all because I just, I, I kind of went through one door and then created more doors to, to open, you know, like I, I could have like, like, you know, if I didn't, um, if I didn't take the initiative to grow the rally, to make sure that it didn't kind of die and, 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 and kind of help steer it in the right direction, then the OPEI would have never stumbled upon it. The GAE, you know, they would have never stumbled upon it. Uh, I would have never realized that the headquarters was only two hours North of me and then taken the initiative to have a meeting with them and then just have a really good time being myself, interviewing Chris and just really, you know, uh, hitting it off and and having Chris invite me to speak at their conference and and then going to the conference and unlocking all these all these doors more opportunities with all these brands and and kind of opening their minds you know to the power of social media and all the things that could be happening you know down the road and community and the power of all that uh and and just just networking and and meeting a lot of great people um and 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 then from there like i said just just more doors opening up. So it's just kind of, it's just kind of one of those things. Uh, we, I got a couple more additional like sponsors and things, you know, more people interested in, in, in helping the rally and, and just other initiatives going on. And, and, uh, but so, but the, the, the moral to this story is I just remember that day driving back home from the OPEI, just saying to myself, man, I, I just, I, I like created these opportunities for myself. I would have never been asked to, go speak in front of the industry, basically, you know, the industry Titans and whatnot. If I did not, um, one, take the initiative to go up there, uh, but two, just, you know, really just keep getting out of my comfort zone and keep putting myself out there, uh, and keep trying new things and keep trying to grow the community and just following what, you know, my heart basically. And I love creating content and I love networking with people and, and, and community and just, just, uh, it, it's just kind of in my, my natural default. So, but, but also my natural default is to be kind of, you know, reclusive and <laughs> to myself and introverted and all that. So social media has definitely helped me me get out of my shell a lot more. I mean, being in retail definitely helped to begin with and then getting on social media, really helped kind of take it to that, to that final level of really kind of getting me to the point where I am now where people are like, what, you're an introvert. That doesn't make any sense, but, um, it, it is what it is, but you know, you can definitely condition yourself and get yourself back into, uh, the, the, you know, or get not back. You can get yourself into a new, a new level, you know, a, a new, a new form of understanding. And, um, you know, you're still you ultimately, but you're, you're just kind of a new version, you know, a more, um, conditioned and wiser version of yourself. And that's really what's, what's been happening for me over the years. And 
I just wanted to share, you know, some of the behind the scenes there, some of the backstories and, you know, how, what kind of set up this whole interview with me and myself and Chris Kaiser. I didn't even have a podcast or anything at the time, but we got it, got it on video. And so now I took the audio out and we're going to go ahead and put it, put it on here. And Mr. Producer is going to make it sound as, as good as he possibly can. It's, it's pretty good audio because I had good uh, mics and everything all hooked up and ready to go. So um, I hope you guys enjoy. Um, and like I, like I was saying, we will have Chris on the show again um, in the morning or well, yeah, in the morning, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow morning um, from tomorrow's episode. And he will be giving us live updates for 2021 and what to expect. And um, so definitely tune in for that too. So thank you guys for listening and I hope you enjoy. It's the GIE Expo 2021. And you're going to be there. So while you're visiting, you've got to attend Influencer Live. Powered by Kohler. On Friday, October 22nd at 8 a.m. This is the first live audience podcast where you can laugh and learn from the top names in our industry's community. With the big names. Like Naylor, Kalia Farrow, Old Jameson, and Caleb Alvin. With guests like Alan Hain, the Lawn Care Nut, Corey Ballard, Sean and Savannah Spencer, and Jason Creel. Don't miss out on this opportunity to reconnect with your community at Influencer Live, powered by Cooler. Hey guys, Mr. Producer, and I wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the LCR Media Podcast Merch Shop. If you're looking for a way to support the show and share it with others who might also enjoy it, then check out our LCR Media Podcast exclusive merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, even an insulated water bottle for when you need to take a sip of water. I think I'll leave that one right there. Anyway, just click on the link in the episode description to see the products. Make sure to tag us on Instagram at LCR Media if you do snag some swag. And we sincerely appreciate you listening to and supporting the show by picking up some gear. Thank you, my friends. All right, guys, I'm here with Chris Kaiser, the president and CEO of OPEI, the Outdoor Power Equipment Institute. How you doing, Chris? Good to see you, Naylor. Thanks for coming up. Thank you for having me. Um, why don't you explain a little bit about yourself? Give us some background. I'm a political guy. Started out, I've uh, been in politics since I was 16. My family's political, and so I ended up working for politicians. So I went to school from out in Indiana and Louisville, Kentucky. Um, ended up working for a congressman for a number of years, and I came out to Washington with him. Uh, he ended up being a big shot, uh, became chairman of foreign affairs, chairman of intelligence, chairman of joint economic. So I spent a lot of time on Capitol Hill. Um, so I'm a lawyer by training, but have a lot of politics in my background and worked on Capitol Hill. So then when I left Capitol Hill, I started working in trade associations where we'd represent an industry before Congress. So forest products, I came to OPI from the auto industry. I represented automakers. And so I've been here now 12 years. Gotcha. So what is the OPEI? Like for most of the viewers, they might not even understand what that really is. I mean, we can understand trade, you know, but what, what? We're a trade association. So we represent manufacturers of power equipment, um, utility vehicles, power equipment. Um, so that's John Deere and Briggs and Honda and Yamaha and Kawasaki and Kohler. All the folks, Steel and Echo, I can't name them all. I've got a hundred, <laughs> right, right. but it's the folks that make chainsaws and mostly it's equipment uh, to service the construction business, the landscape business in particular, um, farming, ag, again, utility vehicles, golf cars are used in a wide range of applications. So we have a lot of products, but it's working equipment. So if you see a piece of our equipment out there running, somebody's probably doing a job. And so we represent their interests with regulators like EPA, the California Air Resources Board, 
On the safety side, we represent their interest with the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Um, recently, we engaged the White House trying to get the government to reopen because EPA wasn't processing engine certifications. And so having a voice in Washington to represent their interests here or in state capitals is what we do. So you said there's over like 100 companies yes. represented the OPEI? Correct. And um, how long has the OPEI been around for? We're not young. We're 67 years strong. 67 years strong. Wow. And now you basically took over the helm to help, you know, like take care of OPEI and move forward. with it. Exactly right. Um, so we, we serve their interests. So, again, there's a political aspect. There's an economic aspect. We collect industry data. So a lot of shipment data. So if members want to see what, a mar- what the market looks like, is it growing? Is it declining? Uh, we track battery equipment and electric equipment today. And so there's a trend there. Yeah. So is it, is it moving from gas to electric? So we cl- collect a lot of that data. We also do forecasting from that data. We have economists on a payroll that do that. So that's information that uh, our members get as well. Um, we own GIE Plus Expo. I know we, you want to talk to me about that, yeah. but that's a big, it's the, uh, it's our family reunion. It's our showcase. Every good industry needs a showcase and Expo is that for us. OPI is the principal owner of the show. So we manage the show. So where, where did that come from? Where did the GIE Plus Expo come from? Like how did well, it start? Right. 35 years ago, it was more of a selling show. Um, GIE Plus Expo is a merge show. Um, and it also has a co-locating show, Hardscape North America. But back in the day, it was a selling show. And so buyers would come and look at equipment and you could buy it. But the nature of the retail marketplace has changed. Now Big Box, Lowe's, and Home Depot, and these folks are in the space, Amazon. So it's now changed a little. And it's why we have partners with Professional Grounds Care and the landscape community. Um, so users can come and look at the industry writ large, all these manufacturers in one space. And unique about Expos, we let you get on, as you well know, seeing you there, you can get on the equipment. You can rip, tear, dig, and do the kinds of things that make our show unique. Right. How long has this been going for? It was like 20 years ago or? 30. 30 years ago. I think we're coming up on our 34th show. 34th show. Wow. Now, it hasn't been a merge show. Back in 2006, it merged with the Landscapes show. Gotcha. Uh, and then a few years later, Hardscape North America co-locates with us. They're largely in the North Wing. And so that's what it's about the outdoor living now. It's all things about the outdoors and all that equipment in one spot. Why make it private or it's, it's a private uh, event? And what, what's and really for the viewers, what's the difference between private and public? It's not open to the public. Um, and that was a conscious decision made. And so we wanted to make sure that dealers equipment users, landscapers, the people who actually use the equipment who are in the business are the ones that get there. You've been there. It is a big show. Right. It's a lot to cover in a day and a half, two days, three days. And so if it was open to the public, you'd have an awful lot of folks in there. So you can't just walk off the street Correct. and just be like, what's this? And just no. sign up and go in. You have to be in the business. Gotcha. Awesome. Makes perfect sense. Um, where do you think the future, where do you see the future of the GIE Plus Expo? I'd like to ask you the same question. A uh, young guy in the business, um, an influencer. Um, look, housing, this country's growing. They're building more houses every year. So the existing houses and the existing yards are out there. And so we want to make sure that the, the safest equipment, the most up-to-date equipment, the most efficient equipment, the cleanest equipment is out there and available. Um, much like the auto industry, the new, a new car is probably safer than an older car. 
likely cleaner than an older car, um, likely more user-friendly. And that's what this industry is becoming. So there's whether you're young, old, man, woman, there's a product for you. Our folks design ergonomic product and propane product and gasoline product and diesel product, battery product. And so there's a showcase for that. It's hard to keep track of all the new stuff that's becoming available. And so and we may see it online or we may see it in stores, but this is the one place where you can see it all and you can handle it. You can use it. You can get your hands on. And again, that's one of the reasons it's not a public show. Most of the folks who come to Expo know what they're doing. They're familiar with equipment. They know how to use it. And we're comfortable letting them use it. Gotcha. There'd be a lot more like a learning process, learning curve if you just had everyone just jumping on equipment. Right. The lawyers wouldn't let us do yeah, it. I can imagine. <laughs> um, so what? what's one thing that you're looking forward to this coming year at the GIE? There's, there's always something new at Expo, right? So last year we saw some uh, lithium Zs, right? A lot of new battery. Lithium technology has enabled automobiles and stabled our products. And so more and more uh, of those products are coming into the marketplace. So we'll see some new products there. Uh, on the utility side, utility vehicles, more and more. On the utility vehicle side, more and more of those coming into the marketplace. They're displacing pickup trucks, right? They're more nimble. They're easier. They're right. Uh, less expensive to operate, uh, and so and we represent those products, and so we're seeing more and more of those. As a result, you're seeing more of those at Expo. There are a lot of also you're seeing light construction, compact equipment. You're seeing more and more, so that it's general purpose for the landscaper or the hardscaper or the dealer is all the particular products in the space are likely going to be there. Um, we got dogs now, yeah. right? So that's yeah. that's close to my heart, Turf Mutt. Um, we had a great challenge last year, and how are we going to get people into Freedom Hall that go to the food trucks? We outgrew the South Wing. We outgrew the North Wing. We had to put food somewhere. So we put it in Freedom Hall. How do we get them there? Well, we added dogs, and we worked with our partners in the city of Louisville and the Kentucky Humane Society, and we brought dogs in to get them uh, adopted, and the great folks that so many of our people drive in, and we're great people. And so we got some dogs adopted, and so I'm coming for the dogs. Mutt Madness will be back. Yeah. So tell, tell us about um, tell us about Turf Mutt specifically, because some guys might be familiar with that if they've used the, the app for the GIE yeah. um, and just other materials marketing-wise for GIE. What, what's Turf Mutt and how did that become a thing? Turf Mutt is an education program. Turf Mutt is actually a real dog. Turf Mutt is a superhero cartoon character. It's in schools today. Got updated numbers uh, today. The three and a half more students uh, will use Turf Mutt this year, bringing it to 70 million. 70 million students, teachers, and their families have used Turf Mutt education. And wow. it's to teach kids about the outdoors. We all know now we've got to get kids off the sofa, off their devices, off the joysticks, get them outdoors, reconnect to the outdoors. And so we're trying to teach kids how important it is. Nature starts at your back door, right? And our yards are purposeful. They, the living landscape serves a purpose. The oxygen we breathe, the carbon dioxide that's sequestered, the runoff that's captured, the rainwater that's filtered. We, we forget this, right? Oftentimes it's just aesthetics or what curb appeal, which is important, but it's also the outdoor room and the outdoor space and exercise. And we now know there's a lot of scientific studies. If you reconnect with the outdoors, stress, anger, anxiety can be alleviated, um, force have enormous strengths in, in helping us through tough periods. And so what Turf Mutt's designed to do is work 
at a young age, so elementary school, and now he's just been aged into middle school, is to connect folks to the outdoors. And so the cartoon character was created early on about a decade ago. California, and it's I'm all over the map here, but California decided as a drought response is, wow, landscapes use water, plants use water, so let's get rid of them. Let's tear out living landscapes because we'll save water. Well, lo and behold, the rains came, as they always do, and so the hillsides washed away, and the tree canopy gate started dying off, and they're like, oh my gosh, what did we do? Exactly. And so the key is to find the right plant, wise water use, put the right kinds of things. Right. And so again, Turf Mutt grew out of that. Turf Mutt is a cartoon character, it's a superhero, battles the bad guys, carbon creep, heat freak, dust demon, all the kinds of things that make it sticky for a kid. Like superheroes, this, this is a cartoon character, but there's a real dog, and he's actually walking around this office. He's here. He's, your, he's, your he's dog. my dog. He's your dog. He got discovered because he's a good-looking dog. Um, he is. But there's a, a cartoon character. He battles the bad guys, and that works for kids. Start out 300 schools in Sacramento, 70 million. So, so we're doing something right. Yeah. But uh, it's a superhero. It's a real dog. Clark Kent was the real person behind Superman. Peter Parker, the real character behind Spider-Man. Well, Lucky the Turf Mutt is the real dog behind the character Turf Mutt. So that's where little OPI put this into schools and it's grown and grown. Uh, we've been partners with Scholastic and Discovery and Weekly Reader. Wow, that's great. And next year, or this, this coming year, there's going to be dogs again there. Dogs right. again, and he's, you know, he's, a, he's a rescue, and so he's pawing it forward. Any dog can be a Turf Mutt. Any dog can be a superhero. So like he's that. pawing it forward. We've even sponsored some television shows. He did three seasons of CBS's Lucky Dog. That's a Saturday morning show that's in the education block on Saturday mornings for kids, and he just did his first season of Ready, Set, Pet on the CW this past year. Mm. So it's now in television. So for those of us, or the, for those who haven't been to the GIE Expo, GIE Plus Expo ever, what is one thing you can tell them that they should look forward to this year? And why they should come? Well, you should wear comfortable shoes. Look forward to the experience. What we continue to find and engaging with folks like you is that it's an experience. It's not just a trade show. It's a place to connect and network and meet friends and learn about business and get some certification and do training and go to the concerts and go out to eat. That's what people don't understand about. It's one of the reasons we stayed in Louisville. You know, we've been in Louisville for 30, since the beginning, for 30 plus years because it's our home. And so the nature of the Kentucky Exposition Center, its proximity to the airport, the congregation of downtown hotels near the concert venue, so a lot of folks can walk. If you can just get to Louisville, drive to Louisville, land in Louisville, fly to Louisville, we'll take care of you. We'll shuttle you to and from hotels. We'll get you to the airport. But it's really community. It's interacting with others in the business and learning and growing. So if you want to get certified or learn certain, there's all kinds of training there. We have some new stuff coming this year. Um, I know we're going to let it out of the bag here, but um, we're going to have trees. So some arborists and women in trees and some training, specific training there. We're going to put a big tree in Freedom Hall. Um, but it's the place to come to learn firsthand from the manufacturer about the equipment. So you go to one of those booths outdoors. We also have 20 acres outside, right? That's the unique thing about Expo right. is you've got acres and acres indoors, which is the traditional trade show. We've got acres outdoors. So you can go to a booth. I want to try that 
stand on. I want to try this Z. I want to hold that chainsaw. I want to start it. I want to run it. I want to drive it. Skid steer. You name it. Yeah. They'll let you do it. Yeah. That's what you ought to look forward to. Absolutely. And like I've said before um, on print is where can you go where everything is in one place, right? We don't always have all the different brands in our area, but even if we have more than one brand, it's hard to coordinate all that. Like some dealers don't or don't even have access to a demo unit for something particular, or uh, you know they just have some and not others. It's just hard to coordinate all that. So going to the GIE Plus Expo, it's all there, and so like you know every brand has everything, has every one of everything. Right. So you can try it all right there, save time. And we need your help because oftentimes folks who may go for the first time get overwhelmed. Yes. Because it's huge. The yeah. South Wing is a yeah. really big building. It's actually one of the biggest in the country. <laughs> Again, it's one of the reasons we're in Louisville, Kentucky. So we filled the North Wing. We filled the South Wing. We're, we're filling up Freedom Hall, and we got 20 acres outdoors. So plan accordingly. So you got to you help us with the exhibitors is where the equipment is, where hardscape is. If you want to go outdoors, it's straight back through the – and that outdoor space is right at the building. You're not bussing anywhere. You're not shuttling anywhere. It's just outside. And so, again, comfortable shoes, plan plan ahead. Uh, get a jacket if you need it. Plus, the concerts are at night into the fall. It can be cool. It can be warm. So plan ahead. Try to look at Expo online. Know that there are going to be concerts downtown. There's plenty of uh, places to go. You guys have a terrific event. Um, I don't know if I should yeah. out, out on your event. Um, <laughs> um, where, so where can anyone find all of the, or any info? Where, where can anyone find additional info about the OPEI or the GIE Plus sure. Expo? Um, the best thing for Expo is GIE-Expo or GIE Plus Expo. That'll take you to the show site. That's the management arm of Expo. That'll tell you schedules and time and place. Uh, we have a new program coming out called Land in Louisville. That's someplace else that you'll be able to go to, not right now, but especially for the person who's like flying to Louisville, proximity to hotels. But oftentimes people don't understand um, if a man or wife brings you know their partner and their kids and so they've got half a day to kill, what are the thing, kinds of things you can do if you're staying downtown or out by the KEC? They may not know that the, the Churchill Downs, the home of the Kentucky Derby, is a right turn off of 4th Street. It's just in a neighborhood. It's just like a few blocks from Expo. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an easy day trip. It's inexpensive. They have a fantastic museum. Go see that. Um, Cave Hill Cemetery, one of the great cemeteries. Um, it's just a few minutes from downtown. It's where Muhammad Ali and Colonel Sanders are buried. Yeah. But it's a beautiful, old, hilly, and there's fantastic architecture. Um, the, the Louisville Slugger Bat, that museum is downtown. The Fraser Gun Museum is downtown. The Muhammad Ali Center is downtown minutes from those hotels. And so that's what we want people to better understand all the kinds of things you can do or your family can do while your spouse is at Expo. Make sure you guys tune in for tomorrow's episode where we get live updates from Chris. We get him back on the show uh, live, real time, talking about the 2021 show and what we can expect, and even going forward into 2022, some new exciting uh, things and changes that we can look forward to to the show after this show. So, lots of exciting stuff, lots of insight, as well as that we even you know uh, talk about what 
what kind of went on, you know, last year in 2020 and, you know, how some of the challenges behind running and postponing, you know, a, a show such as uh, in the size and magnitude as the GIE Plus Expo and kind of what, what goes on behind the scenes there and some of the decision making and what they had to kind of uh, battle with there for 2020 with COVID and everything we had going on there. So we touched base on that, too. So lots of good stuff there. Always good to catch up with Chris. Um, and, you know, again, it's been over a year since I really talked to him. So it, it was good catching up with him. So definitely check out tomorrow's episode so we can get you caught up and, and continue the road to the GIE. And I will see you guys on tomorrow's episode. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.